It's Pastor Gabriel Gregory once again coming to you. How have you been doing? And I hope you've been enjoying and growing also in grace. Listening to the audios and the uploads of um, this podcast. I want to welcome you once again to Everything Living Podcast. And um, I hope that today you will learn something special. You know, my spirit is inspired to talk about you know, what is going on in the world right now today, you know, my spirit is inspired and um, I feel an inspiration in my spirit. You know, a lot of people are committing suicide. A lot of people are going through, you know, different kind of situations at this time. And I am concerned about that because God is concerned about that. I know God is concerned about that. And every time I pray, I'm led by the Spirit to pray for people all around the world. Because a lot of things right now are going on. You know, one of the beautiful things about being a Christian and knowing God's Word for yourself and walking in the light of God's Word is that no matter what is going on in the world, you'll be having a blast. You know, it will be as if you are not even in the same situation, in the same economical um, economical circumstances and situations going on in the world right now. It just seems as if you're living in another world, which is true, which is true because the Bible says that we are citizens of heaven. And the Bible also lets us know that we are ambassadors of heaven. So we are from another country. We are from above. You know, Jesus said it. Jesus says that he, 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 he is from above. And the Bible lets us know that as he is, so are we in this world. So we are not born of this world. We are not born of blood. We are born of the spirit. We are born of the word. And so our experience is always different when we are a Christian. There are Christians who are not actually walking in the light of just what I just said. They are Christians, but they are still still experiencing you know, the problems that the world experiences today. The, they are still victims of the evil and the and the wickedness of the world. In fact, not only victim, but they are subjected to it. In fact, some are so subjected to it that the evil has begun to seep inside them. And you know, it's it's just a big concern. The gospel of Jesus Christ was given. We received that gospel. It came to us to live as masters. The Bible says that we are is a name in all those things. We are more than conquerors. That was that, that that's in Romans chapter eight from verse 20, 28. You can read it down. It makes uh, in that scripture there is a list of the things that it says that we are more than conquerors over. Maybe I should show you right now in the book of Romans, Romans chapter number eight, Romans chapter number eight. It's so it's so painful all around the world. How those who are known and seen as Christians, those who are known and seen with Bibles, you know, are committing suicide. You know, they 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 they, they are falling and failing by the way. It's not supposed to be so. And this is just it's just an heaviness in my heart. I hope this audio actually reached somebody. In Romans chapter number eight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The book of Romans. Romans chapter number 8. Let's, let's start from verse 28. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Did you hear that? 
when I see words like this in the Bible, now, let me make you realize that the Bible is not a novel. The Bible is the authentic, true, and active word of God that you can live by, that you can take to the bank, that produces results. It produces exactly what it talks about. I want you to know that. Keep that at the back of your mind. So this is not just that novel that you picked up in the bookstore. This is the word that when you mix it with faith, it produces exactly what it talks about. So as a Christian, you see a scripture like this that says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Do you love God? Are you a Christian? Have you received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life? Because that's the only way to God. Because Jesus said, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man comes to the Father but by me. So he says, if, 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 if I'm in that position with God, he said, all things work together for good for me. So that means I cannot be put in the place of disadvantage. That means I should not suffer. That means when others are experiencing the negative, that should not be my experience because the Bible says it. See, people don't take the word of God as it is, as it, is, as it says. We call it the Bible. We call it the word of God. We call it the commandment of God. We call it the law of God, the law of, of the spirit of life. But it's also called the will of God. This is the will that was written concerning you or for you to know your inheritance so that you can take advantage of what belongs to you. This is your will. If you discover that your father died and left a will, will you ignore the will? Will you just read the will and say, oh, that is beautiful and then leave it just like that in letters? You got to take the word of God the way it is and mix it with faith to produce that which he talks about. It is your responsibility. When a father writes a will for the son, he does not come back from the dead. He does not come back from, 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 from where he is after he, had, he has died to come and make sure that the son experiences or enjoys the inheritance that he left in the will. It is your responsibility. That's one of the things that you show that you will. That's one of the ways you prove that you are a responsible son or a daughter by going after the will that has been left for you and enjoy inheritance. Because that that was the will of your father. His plan was that you will enjoy these things that he has he has left for you. The Bible says, "Yeah." This is the will of God. Imagine you are the child of God. He wrote this will and gave it to you. He's not talking to the plant. He's not talking to the sand. He's not talking to the table right in front of you. He's not talking to the chairs that you're sitting on. He's not talking to the car that you're driving. He's talking to you. The one who has the life of God in him or her. To you. The one that has breath. The breath of God in him or her. The one that the Bible says was created in the likeness and in the image of God. You. The one who has received Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives. That's the person he's talking about. That's the person he's talking to. 
He said, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Verse 29, he said, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. See, your life has been predestinated. It has been planned. It has been written. All you have to do is to just discover the script and walk in the light of that script that has been written concerning you. But it is your choice to do that. You can decide that you walk away ignoring the script and figure out life by yourself and you make a blunder and a mess of your life. The will has been written concerning you. Take advantage of it. Say, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, verse 30, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. He predestinated you and called you. And whom he called, them he also justified. You know what it means to be justified? It means you are declared righteous. Not forgiven, but righteous. You are declared righteous. There's a difference between being declared righteous and being forgiven. Forgiven is actually you commit the sin and you are forgiven. But God declares you righteous. When you come into Christ, you are declared righteous. You never existed before. You never committed a sin before. You are a newborn baby in Christ. Isn't that lovely? So if you listen to this right now and you're a Christian, you've given your heart to Christ and you had some bad pasts and that's that those, those things you did in the past before you gave your heart to Christ still haunts you today. It's time to stop. That's the work of the devil. The devil is trying to deceive you and make you feel like you're nobody. Nobody get, gets inspired by remembering their evil pasts. Besides, you don't have that past. It's not yours anymore. Jesus took care of it. The moment you confessed him as Lord and Savior of your life, it was wiped away. The Bible says that God is not imputing your sins against you. He doesn't behold your sin. You are righteous. He sees you with the eyes of Jesus Christ. He sees you with the holy eyes. He sees himself in you. So if you have a past that has been haunting you, Stand up right now and declare on top of your voice, Devil, enough is enough. My past has been wiped away. The debt has been paid. Jesus paid it all. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm new. I'm righteous. I've been washed as white as snow. This is the word of God. Taking the word of God as it is and making it work and superimposing it in the situations and in the circumstances of your life. Verse 30 again, Romans chapter 8, verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs> if God is for you, who can be against you? Can poverty be against you? Can sickness be against you? It's not powerful enough. The devil cannot be against you if God is for you. I know you might have forgotten that there are scriptures like this in the Bible. There are wills of God written for you as your inheritance in the word of God. But now I'm reminding you. I'm bringing it to your remembrance. 
so that you can stand up and take it to the lawyer and say, this is my will. I want my documents. Verse 32. He says, he that spared not his own son. Kaya. Did you hear that? He says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Oh my goodness. He did not spare his own son. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have eternal life. John chapter 3 verse 16. That scripture is so common but not many knows the power of that scripture. That scripture is the beginning of the new creation. That scripture sets the tone for everything that we are enjoying today as Christians. That scripture is the beginning of the end of your poverty, of your sickness, of your dilemma. That scripture is the beginning of the end of the works of darkness in your life. Since for God so loved the world, he loved the world so much, not the world of cars, not the world of phones, not the world of plants and animals, but the world of mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, anybody, kaya, black, white, red, green, yellow, whosoever believes on him should not perish, should not, should not. Mark that word, should. Meaning it's possible for you to perish, but it will be on you. It is your choice. Meaning it's a thing of choice. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. And then he says, he says, He that spared not his own son. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? How can the one who gave his only begotten son, he didn't spare his son, his only begotten son. He didn't spare him. He turned his back on him on the cross. And that was why Jesus shouted on top of his voice. Hello, hello, Lamasa Bakhtanai. Meaning, my father, my father, why have thou, why has thou forsaken me? The Bible says that uh, it became sin for us. Who knew no sin? It became sin. Jesus was made sin, not a sinner, but the whole object, the object of sin. He was made the object of sin. So God, who do not behold sin, turned his back on him because he does not behold sin. And Jesus screamed out loud. Hello, hello, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He forsook his son just for your sakes. It's like a father who gave everything, who gave his blood, his sweat, his strength just to make his children have something, just to make them have the best. And he died, he left the best for them. And the children ignored the best that he has left for them. So painful. No wonder Paul said, 
I will not frustrate. He said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. What a frustration. Suffering in the midst of plenty. Romans chapter 8. Verse 32. He that spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? How shall he not give you all things? Is it food? Is it clothes? Is it shelter? Is it sound mind? Is it joy? Is it peace of mind? Verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies it. <laughs> In other words, if people are saying, how could you deserve all these things? It's not my fault. Jesus paid it all. Who is he that condemneth? It? it is Christ that died. He said, if there is anyone that condemned you, they didn't die for you, so they don't have the right to condemn you. The only one who, who could ever condemn you didn't condemn you. So you are not condemnable. Irrespective of, irrespective of what people say or think about you. He said, who is he that condemneth? It? it is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Oh, this is beautiful. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. He breaks it down. He created that war. He says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He didn't say, nay, in all these things, we are trying to conquer. He said, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. What that meant is, you, 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 it's, 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 it postulates someone who was in a tournament, won the tournament, and now is enjoying the, 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 the results or the, the goodies that came with winning the tournaments, maybe like the money prize and the prize is functioning in the, in, the, in the blessings of winning. That's what he's talking about. He says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are, we are in the position whereby we are enjoying the product, the result. Of the substitutional work of Christ. This is this is just coming to you because at this time you might find yourself worried, depressed, contemplating a whole lot of things. Some might even be thinking of taking their lives. But one thing about committing suicide is. Maybe you've not thought about it this way. The thought of committing suicide is not from God and is not from you. You think it's your thought. You think that's what you thought. No. It's a work of darkness. And why did I say that? If you understand what it means, if you understand what it means to commit suicide or the word suicide, what it means, then you will know 
why I said it is a work of darkness. Suicide is as a result of selfishness. Listen to me carefully. Suicide is as a result of selfishness. What does that mean? Selfish. Yeah. It's selfishness. Do you know that the very day that they give birth to you as a baby, there was joy in the hair? Even if your parents didn't know or didn't have the plans and the resources to take care of you, in the midst of all that, those worries, there was a part of their heart that was filled with joy just because you came. Because a child is a gift not only to the family, but to the society, to the world at large. Every child that is born is born for a purpose, to bring something, to bring their dynamism to the earth. There is something you brought with you that you're supposed to deliver to make life better for the people of the world, for the people around you, for your society. Nobody ever came empty. If you're empty, you just didn't discover who you are. And that's why we tell people, I'm here today speaking those words. I have nothing to gain from you. It's not that somebody is paying me and funding me to do this. And that's why you need to think sometimes, why would people like this just take out of their busy time to do stuff like this? It's because this is the truth. When you find the truth, especially men who are people who are, who are people of dignity, when they see the truth, they fight and they spread the truth. This is the truth that I'm taking... This is the truth that I'm telling you. And that's all I have to gain. That I'm speaking the truth. And that joy fills my heart. That somebody else can find out these truths just because I told them and their life can change for the best. And one of the truths I always say is you can never find your life. You can never find yourself. You can never find your purpose except you find the Lord. You can't. You produce something from your factory. Let's assume you have a factory. Or you discovered something and then you produce that thing. The person who has the best knowledge about that product is you. Other people can read about it. There are some secret ingredients in that product that people might not know. No matter how good you are at figuring at, at figuring out things, you cannot know as much as the you cannot know as much about the product than the person who made and discovered that product or who invented that who invented that product. God made you not to come and be a slave to the devil, not to come and be a victim to the principles of this world. He made you, created you to show forth his glory, to show forth his praise, to show forth his kindness, to show forth his goodness. Let me show you in the Bible. He created you for a reason. Not to come and suffer. 
You're suffering because you've not found out. Or you're suffering because you've not found out yourself. See, this is not mere talk. This is a reality. You cannot know yourself. You cannot know your purpose except you know God, except you know him who has created you. You cannot. People can say they have dreams and visions about you, about what you have been called to do, or about why you were born. I tell you, brothers and sisters, you'll be shocked when you find yourself in God and God tells you what your purpose is. Because it will be different than what people or from what people have ever told you. And when you find that purpose, there will be such peace in your heart that no man and nothing can give. That peace is the kind of peace you have that even when you are hungry, you are filled. Even though when something is happening and it's not favorable to you, you are filled with joy. You are still bouncing. That's the peace. Peace with prosperity. Shalom. That's the one knowing God brings. Jesus said, he said, I give you my peace, not as the world giveth. Meaning the peace is different. First Peter. Let me show you why you were born. It's right here. First Peter chapter chapter two, verse nine. It says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him. He said, see, that's the purpose. He said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should, that means that's your purpose, to show forth the praises, the, the, the same Greek word that was translated praises in that place is the same Greek word that, that's, that's, um, that means excellence, virtues, that you should show for the excellence, the virtues of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Not to show forth your own, but his excellence, his virtue, his glory, his praise. That's your purpose. To shine. You are just born to shine. And that's why Isaiah declared in Isaiah chapter 60, he said, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. See, he says, Arise and shine. He's telling them to arise and shine because the glory of God has risen upon them. So you cannot shine except you know God. When a baby is born, he's born with a nature of sin until that baby grows and confesses Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives. Or of his or her life. Then something happens. He becomes the child of God. He becomes the child of righteousness. And then at that moment. He or she can begin to shine. He can discover. He or she can discover their purpose. In God. And just shine. What did Isaiah said to them to shine? Because the glory has come. Because if they are not told, they will not know. The Bible says, it is how would they know 
except their thoughts how would they know except they they, they are taught and how would they be taught except there's a preacher and that's why i'm here today to show you who you are from the word of god man was created to show forth the greatness of god to be the expansion of god you were created to be the the the, the outward expression of god the almighty God, the creator of heaven and the earth, the creator and giver of life, you were created to show forth his excellence. An extension of God, that's who you are. How can you be an extension of God and you are suffering and you are sick in your bodies and you have needs, long list of needs that has never been met? Depressed from one difficulty to the other, from one difficulty to the other, not knowing what to do, confused, contemplating suicide, subject to coronavirus. This is not supposed to be so. It's not what has it's not what God has called you to be, it's not what He has called you to do. He gave birth to you so that you can shine. Those things I listed, they are not shining. Those are not a way to shine. That is walking in darkness. The Bible says, God was talking in the book of Jeremiah. He said, for I know the thought that I think towards you. He said, they are thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. Thoughts of good. That's how God thinks of you. That's what is expected of you. So that's your purpose. And that's why he created you in his image and in his likeness. And that means you were created to function like God and to look like God. To be master over everything. To not be confused. To always know what to do at every point in time. To be the answer to situations of millions. That's what you're called to do. And that's why we have the Bible. To reveal this truth to us. And that's why I'm, I'm here. Telling you about these truths. You don't have to go through that problem. You don't have to be in that fix. You don't have to be there. You don't have to be depressed. It's not your portion. You are not supposed to be there. So wherever you are at this time, anywhere around the world, these times that we are going through, these are the times that you shine. The Bible says, it said, where sin abound, it says grace much more abound. He said, where sin abound? He said, grace much more abound. In other words, the darker the world, the more your light shall shine. So this time that we are going through today, the pandemic everywhere, you know, and a lot of news things are happening, shut down, lockdown, uh, all sort of stuff. These are the times that you should shine the most. Because the darker it gets in the world, the brighter your light shall shine. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, he said, for the path of the just 
is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. You are supposed to get better. Your light is supposed to shine brightly. At this time, the economy that you are supposed to function in is not in the economical system of this world. It's not with the system of this world. The ambassador of America to United Kingdom is in United, even though is situated in United Kingdom, it still functions in with the economy of United States of America in United Kingdom. That's what it means to be an ambassador. So, it, although we are in this earth, the Bible says that we are from above. We are from heaven. So, although we are in this world, we, we are not supposed to function with the economical system of this world. The economical system and principles that we operate in as children of God is of heaven in this world. Why? Because we are ambassadors of God. So this is your time to shine because it's very dark in the world. So the littlest of light that you shine will shine so bright. Arise and shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I say again, arise and shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I tell you, I'm not saying this because this was, this was what I found in the scriptures. I found it in the scriptures and this is what I'm experiencing. This is my life. Victory from victory. From glory to glory. And that's why I don't listen to the news. I'm connected to the frequency of God, my father. So that's the news that I listen to. When the world are saying that there is casting down, <laughs> I shall say there's lifting up. Why? Because the frequency I'm connected to is the frequency of God. The news I listen to is the word of God. What the, what the spirit of God says to me. I pray and he keeps telling me you are a success. That's the news that I'm listening to every day. And that, that has been the story of my life. If it's not working, I will not be here talking to you about it. It works. It produces results. The word of God works. If it didn't work, Jesus would not have come. It works. It worked so much when Jesus walked the face of the earth. They were envying him. They jealoused him. And that was why they planned to kill him. Because it was working. Because it was proof for, it, for, for himself. They could see it work. They saw the blind eyes opened. They saw the dead raised by him. It works. It produces results. You are thinking, but that was Jesus. Yes, you said that was Jesus. But this, that same Jesus said you are like him. He said you would do greater things more than what he has done. That same Jesus said so concerning you. He told you. He said you would do greater things. The same Bible says, says, as he is, so are you in this world. You can't hide. You just have to stand up and take up what the Lord has said concerning you. Take up this will and make it yours. Your name is on it. Your name is on it. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are bigger than the spirit at work in this world. You got the spirit of God in you. Christianity is not a joke. Christianity is life. There is no other life but the life that God has given us in Christ Jesus.
And that's why I'm passionate about people giving their hearts to Christ. Because that's the only way to live. Or else, the devil will make a mess of your life. You will go from failure to failure. You might attain so much money today or so much success today. But there will be a part inside your heart that is empty that only God can, can feel. And that's why people. That's one of the reasons why people commit suicide. There's no comfort within. The Bible says, Jesus was talking. He said, I will pray the Father and he shall send you another comforter. Guess what in Acts? In Acts chapter number 2, he sent that comforter. The Father sent the comforter in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's the Holy Ghost. The one who encourages you from within. The one who pushes you to the path of success from within. You know one of the things the Holy Ghost came to do? The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. He came to make you a success. So how can you then think about committing suicide? When you've got the Holy Ghost that's whispering to your ears and to your heart, telling you, you are a success. You are going somewhere. Oh boy, you're going to be so great. The Spirit of God comforting you from within. Jesus calls him the comforter. The standby. The, the, the intercessor. Always with you. In the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost came on them. But now, because Jesus came, he died, rose again for our sakes. Then it was possible for us to receive the Holy Ghost and have him right inside of us. So brothers and sisters, if you are a Christian today, get up and live your life and enjoy your life. Take the word of God with you. Hiya. That scripture says, is it take with you words? Take with you words, words, take with you words. That's all you need, the word of God. He said, take with you words, which is the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit with which you can cut down anything. Book of Revelation says, he says, and they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Paul said we believe and therefore we speak. So stand up right now and begin to say what God has said concerning you. If you don't know what God has said concerning you, I've just given you a few. But I'll tell you that God has said concerning you that that situation cannot drown you. That you will rise above that situation right now. Hey, that, that God has said concerning you that you are a success. That you are mas that you are a master in this life. God has said concerning you that you are a seed of Abraham. And the seed of Abraham cannot suffer. The seed of Abraham cannot lack. The seed of Abraham cannot fall sick. The seed of Abraham cannot be a pauper. The seed of Abraham cannot lack food, cannot lack peace. They always have peace. You are great. God's word was given to you and has been given to you that you might become exactly that which he talks about. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is not the gospel that we preach that you, you still beg God, you are begging God, God please give me this. God Give me that, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that because my name is Jimmy. No. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where you stand. You know, one of the beautiful things that I discovered about the gospel of Jesus Christ so early and made me fall in love with the Lord Jesus the more. Let me tell you, so striking, so amazing. The ability to take your life in your hands and in your mouth. Kaya. 
and be that which God has called you to do by yourself with the word of God, with the agency of the spirit and of the word of God. Taking your own life by your hand. That choice, that grace, that ability is one of the most beautiful things I've discovered about the gospel. That you can discover your life. That you can make your life. You can make, make. You can make yourself a success through this word. So, don't leave the concept of your life to somebody else to give you instructions and psychological notions. Don't leave your life to someone else to guide. Take it up by yourself. Be responsible for yourself with the word of God and with the spirit of God. Take our time to study God's word. What, what did God say concerning me? How does God think about me? The Bible says in the psalmist, he said God daily, listen to this, daily loads us with benefits. Every day there is an inheritance for you from God. Every day. He has prepared every day. You're supposed to have something good every day. That The Bible says so. I didn't write the Bible. You see, it daily loads us with benefits. There's a blessing for you every day. So don't, don't, don't spread the news that the world is spreading. Don't join them. Don't, don't join the masses. Be different. Take up your life with the word of God and in the word of God and begin to live it victoriously. Victoriously. Many times, the Bible says how triumphant you are, how victorious you are. The Bible says he always gives us the victory. Always give us the victory. Victory. Always. Always. No downtime. <laughs> no downtime. Upward and forward only. That's the life we've been called to live. Somebody is thinking, oh, that's, that's, that's too good to be true. Too good to be true. So what you're saying is that God is too good to be true. What you're saying is that God is not big enough to do that. Too good to be true. You know you are too alive to be true. If that's what you want to say. You are too alive to be true. You are too real to be true. Could anyone in their head, in their mind, ever figured out that someday you will be in this earth? Even you are too good to be true. There are many things around you today that are too good to be true. But because... Your mind has been programmed in just a way to believe the negative and fight the truth or doubt the truth because you want to be logical, because you want to use your five senses. The senses will only drive you to hell. But there is what we call the spirit. The Bible says, say, God is a spirit. And they that worship him, they that deals with him, 
must deal with him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and reality. So this is what I'm bringing to you today. Don't be discouraged. This is the time for you to shine. Because it's so dark out there. You can shine brightly now. If your light is so little, it will shine so bright now because it is really dark, dark out there. Arise and shine. For thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. This is what I'm bringing to you. So if you're there, you're depressed or you've been depressed, come out of that depression. Come out of that depression. Tell yourself you are born for a reason. Like I was telling you, that anyone that thinks or that committed suicide or that thinks of committing suicide, that's the act of selfishness. Because you are a gift to the world. People rejoiced when you were born. So you want to kill yourself and leave the gift to yourself and kill yourself with that gift. Do you know that there are men and women that have been assigned from heaven to you to take advantage, to be partakers of the blessing that God has put in you that only you have, only you, nobody else but you. So when you commit suicide, you kill yourself. Those people are going to suffer because the answer that you're supposed to be to those people, you have deprived them. Because you are only thinking about yourself. And see, the person that commits suicide is not because they hate themselves. But the truth is they love themselves so much, so selfishly, that they don't want themselves to go through the pain or the suffering that they are going through that they kill themselves. They love themselves too much. Selfishness. At least for a moment, stop thinking about yourself. Ask yourself, who am I supposed to be a blessing to? Why was I born? Why did that come at such a time as this? Whose life am I affecting? As you think you are in the worst situation of life, there are those who will still look at you and know you and still envy you because there is a gift in you. It's not material things. It's not about money. It's about the life that you give to people. When I say life, Jesus said, he said the words that I speak unto you, he said they are spirits and they are life. It could be an idea. It could be a wisdom that would change someone's life forever. So don't deprive the world of the good that God has put inside you. Rather, take this time out. To delve in into your soul and your spirit and dig out that good that the world should see. Great men have been created from the hardest times in their lives. These hard times or harsh times is the best opportunity for you to dig deeper. That's why crude oil is not on the surface. It's not right on the surface of the ground where you step on. That's why gold and diamond is not on the surface of the ground. You can't just be walking on the street and then you pick up gold like you pick up a stone. The greatest and the most treasurable things are buried deep down. Deep down in the ground. So the greatness in you is deep down inside you. 
You've got to fish it out. You've got to build it out. That success that you want to become, that prosperous man and woman that you want to become, is deep inside you. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, the only way you can bring it out is through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. His word, knowing him, will bring that goodness out of you, will bring that success out of you. In Joshua chapter number 1 verse 8. Let me read that quickly. Joshua. Joshua chapter number 1 verse 8. God is, expects you to be successful. He expects you to be glorious, wonderful, blessed, and a blessing to others. That's what you were born to do. Joshua chapter 1. Verse number 8. He says, This book of the law, talking about the word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth. You see? You have to keep speaking the word of God. That's what your mouth should be all about, the word. But thou shalt meditate during day and night. You see, it's a responsibility for you. You wake up in the middle of the night. What are you doing? Watching movies? Playing games? Or just looking at the ceiling and counting the ceiling, the bricks that he used, or the slates in the ceiling, and thinking about random things. That's a waste of time. The Bible tells you what you should be doing if you want to be successful. Let's read again. Chapter 1 verse 8. He said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to what that is written there and see. You have to meditate on the word of God. So that you will begin to do the word of God. Are you following that? And then listen to the last part. He said, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Did he say, oh, for then God shall make your way prosperous? No. He says, you. Yeah, you. Listening to me right now. Yeah, you. He says, you are the one that will make your way prosperous. Not me. Not God. Not the Holy Ghost. But with the help of God, by the instructions he has given you, he has given you the material, the raw material that you need is inside you. He has given it to you. So through the word of God, that's why he says in the beginning of that verse, he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. That means the word of God is your number one agent. To become that person. And he said you will say the word. You will meditate the word day and night. Using the word day and night. Brings an idea of responsibility. An idea of commitment. Of what you, would, you should do. That thou may observe to do according to what that is written. Not only should you meditate. But you begin to do the word of God. Therefore then, thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. He didn't just even say success. He says good success. Good success. He says for thou, listen to that. I want you to note that. Thou, thou, you. Thou, for thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou, and thou shalt have good success. Good success. Good success. The Bible also says, the one that is a doer of the word of God is, is like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He said that person does not know when it comes. In other words, when there is famine in the world, that person is always 
in season. Let me show you. Jeremiah. This is the word of God. These are the things that you, you should have in your mind. These are the words that you should have in your mouth. Speaking and claiming and doing it and living it. Jeremiah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 7. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. It says, Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord. <laughs> you see that? Do you know what it means to trust in the Lord? In the Old Testament, there was no word as faith in the Old Testament, but they had confidence and trust in God. So you can actually so, so change that word with faith. And to have faith in God in our days is believing that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Is believing that Jesus is the Son of God and He died, rose again for your justification. And accepting Him as the Lord of your life. That's faith. Said, Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Here, the man that his hope is in the Lord. Not in his education, not in his academics, not in his properties, not in his in his wealthy father or his wealthy mother. He says, the Lord is your hope. Oh, the Lord is my hope. What a beautiful hope. Guaranteed hope. If you're hoping that because your father or your mother is rich, you will be fine all the rest of your life. People lose money, you know that? So that's not even a guaranteed hope. But when you hope in the Lord, hallelujah, you are guaranteed. Kayalabadi. He said, blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Verse 8. For it shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And that say, yeah, it shall be like a tree. For it shall be as a tree planted by the waters. Listen to this. Listen carefully. And that spreadeth out our roots by the river. And shall not see when it cometh. In other words, even though there is heat everywhere, that tree will not feel it. Why? Because its root is in the rivers. Kabalushte. Hey, But a leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought or famine. Drought means famine. He says your leaf will always be green. In, in other words, you will produce re results. You will be productive in and out of season. You don't have a season. Every time is your season. Always productive. That's what he's talking about. Why? Because you trust in the Lord. Because your root is down deep into God. That's what you'll experience. See, but a leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You see that? You will not cease from yielding fruit. You will always be productive. You will always be fruitful. You will always be abounding into great things. And see, he says you will not be careful. In other words, you will not manage. Oh, uh, 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 you know, we have uh, $5. So let's, if you spend $1 now, $2. No, you are spending lavishly. Why? Because your root, your hope is in the Lord. Your root is in the Lord. You believe in the Lord. You trust in the Lord. You are doing the word of the Lord. He says, he says, he said, he said, the, the, like the scripture we read, this, the book of the law is in your mouth. You are doing the word. You are a doer of the word. 
So you're not careful in the times of famine. <laughs> Why? Because you have abundance. You are living in abundance. Super abundant prosperity. Isaiah says, he said, God was talking. He said, if you'll only let me help you. He said, I'll make you rich. Imagine God talked like that. He said, if you'll only let me help you. He said, I will make you rich. So, if I heard all this, in fact, I will stop suffering. Immediately I hear this, I will stop suffering. And just concentrate on this thing that has the ability, the power to make me the success that is beyond my imaginations. God did not ask you to bring your qualifications. Whether you are a PhD holder or a BSc holder or you never went, he's not asking you for anything. All he's asking of you is to believe. Romans chapter 10. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Romans chapter number 10. Oh, hallelujah. Liba kose fraktijalala. Betonda la gikose prodojalima kasuzele. Zeredija la makusovredija la makiko ze praktula la batuje le makila zuseve. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter number 10. Verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess, that's all he's asking of you. <laughs> oh, that's all you have to do. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, he said, Thou shalt be saved. <laughs> thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then he says in verse 11, for the scripture seeth, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Shall not be ashamed. So you don't have to worry. All you just need to do, surrender to the word of God. Surrender to God. Live this life. There is a life. See, Christianity is beyond Jesus dying for your sins. That's not all Jesus did. He died so that you might have a life. Now that life that he has given us is the life that I'm talking about. The life that makes you above, that, that brings you above all evil. All sufferings. The life that makes you a success. A victor always. Triumphant always. Victorious always. Joyous, peaceful always. Healthy always. That's the life. He didn't just die to just cleanse our sins. No. That's not all he did. He did more. Way, way more than that. He came to make you a success. He came to make you somebody. That's what he came to do. He came to make you just like him. When Jesus walked the face of the earth. His clothes were expensive, the most expensive, that the soldiers had to cast a lot to, to, to pick who would take the clothes. Why? Because the apparel was expensive. That was some good money. And that's what the Bible says also. He said, he who was rich, he said Jesus was rich, but for our sakes he became poor. That, all, that, that we, through his poverty, we might become rich. I'm here to announce to you, 
If you are a Christian, you are suffering, you have been suffering for nothing. Rise up and take what belongs to you and begin to enjoy your life. Especially at this time. There is so much for you that you can enjoy. Don't start thinking in your mind, uh, at this time, but nobody is going to work. So, did God say you should come to him with a job, with, with, with job before he blesses you? I'm not saying you don't have to work. I mean, you have to work, but some people cannot, they, they can't get a job. But at this time, you can get a job. Why? Because you are a child of God. A very good job at it, I'm telling you. Some, some people are locked down, but there are still people who are making money, who are working and making money. So don't, don't think logically with your mind and, and try to help God figure out how he will solve your situation. No, just surrender. Believe on his word and confess his word. How he will come about it, leave that to him. That's not your problem. Just do what he tells you to do. Believe and follow. That's all. That's what I'm bringing to you today. And if you are here, listening to me right now and you're not born again very quickly I'll tell you that's all you need you cannot live in this world in this wicked world without Christ there is no middle ground you, you are either for God or for the devil there is no middle ground and the Bible lets us know clean clear the only way to be for God is through Jesus Christ there is no other way if you have heard that there are other ways it's a lie you've been deceived it's a deception of the devil. There is no other way. Because Jesus said it. He said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a way. Maybe you have heard that there are so many ways you can get to God. That is religion. Religion is man's mind. Man's man trying to find a way to get to God, which is not the way. It's man's effort to try to get to God. And that's why you have religions. And that's why I always say Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is the pulsating life of God. The pulsating divine life of God in human. It's divinity in humanity. Clean, clear. So Jesus said, I am the way. Definite article. The way, not a way. If he had said a way, then there would have been some other ways. But he says, I am the way. So he is the only way. He says, no man comes to the Father but by me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So that's what I have to say to you today. And if you want to be born again right now, close your eyes and say after me this prayer. Say, oh Lord God, I believe Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die for me. I believe that he came to die for my sins. And through him I've received justification. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life. And by faith I receive remission of sin. And by faith in the Lord Jesus I receive into my spirit eternal life. I am saved. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he came to die for my sins. Now I'm justified. Now I've been called. I'm glorified.
Now I can call you father. I am righteous. I am born again. I have the eternal life of God in me. I belong to Jesus now. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It's as simple as that. They say, the most important things in life are so simple. Too simple that you ignore them. It's as simple as that. Congratulations. I welcome you to the family of greatness. The family of God. And if you have prayed that prayer, I want you to contact me at everythingleavingpodcast at gmail.com everythingleavingpodcast everythingleavingpodcast at gmail.com If you have a question and if you want us to send you a Bible or a material to help you in your new fine path, we'll be glad to reach out to you. God bless you. And I pray for you that the Spirit and the power of God will rest upon your home. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. I pray that the situations and the circumstances of this world will not determine your success, but rather you will override, you will ride above all this that is happening in the world and you will shine brightly as the word of God has said. Your home is blessed. Your heart is blessed. Your body is blessed. Your marriage is blessed. I speak blessing to you. You are blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. And and to that one that is depressed, I command that depression to leave you in the name of Jesus. I command that depression to go. I command that demon to go in the name of Jesus. That spirit, that evil spirit, that spirit of affliction, Telling that one to commit suicide. I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. I cast you out. Go in the name of Jesus. Be made whole of your infirmities. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. That one that has been diagnosed with coronavirus. I speak healing to your body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. Be healed. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. And thank you for being a part of this. And I'd like you to share this podcast with someone. Tell somebody about it. Subscribe on the Apple Podcast. You know, follow us. Share it. Tell somebody about it. And until next time, keep living in an atmosphere of miracles and of the word of God. I'll see you on the other side. Once again, I'm Pastor Gabriel Gregory. God bless you. Bye for now.